You're listening to the Church of Life and Praise podcast. If you'd like more information about our ministry, please visit us at churchoflifeandpraise.com or check us out on Facebook. Our prayer is that you would come to know Jesus in a deeper way. Now, enjoy the message. If you have your um, Bibles, turn to Ephesians 2, 19 and 22. We are talking about that we are uh, talking about the church. The, we are fellow citizens with the saints. That's talking to the Ephesians. And he said, we are fellow citizens with the Jews, Jews and Gentiles. What we're talking about now is the Jews and Gentiles coming in together to make one church and one body. Amen? And so I want to go with the 19th verse again from Ephesians 2, 19, 22. We're talking about one people, one church, one body. Amen? Filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Buried in His name. Amen? Walking with Him in power and authority. Can you say amen? Praise God. I will try to be good and not keep you long. I know you got a big week tomorrow. Tomorrow? No, tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's Labor Day. Amen. Praise the Lord. I hope you're resting and not laboring, but maybe some of you will be. All right. Ephesians 2, 19, 22. We're picking up where we left off last week. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, aliens, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the house of God. 21st, having been built upon the foundations of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Now, I just want to say something here. The members of the household of God, or the church, okay? Listen to this now. Since he have brought them together, Jews and Gentiles, we're one, and we have equal rights. Everybody's hollering about equal rights now. We'll get into the church, and you'll have equal rights. That'll solve that problem. Can you say amen? Amen. Also, race race problem. Get into the church, and that is neither, neither Greek, nor Jew, nor a Gentile. All right? They'll solve that problem. And then if you're wondering who's supposed to rule, man or woman, get into the church. And uh, uh, Jesus say, uh, uh, says in Galatians, he says there's neither male nor female. So we're all one in Christ. So that solves all that problem. So if you want to get all that problem say, solved, instead of going burning building down, just get into the church. And that problem's all solved. And we'll have love for everybody. And we'll care for everybody. We don't have to wear flat, make special flags to fly and uh, all of that stuff. Amen? So uh, if, you, if you're in the church and, have, and you've given Christ, Jesus Christ, because it's, it's, it's obvious that if you're in the church, you've given Jesus Christ your life. You've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? And uh, you're following him. So you have equal rights. There is not a person in here that can do anything that God has provided for in the word of God. When you're in the church, you have authority. When you're in the church, you have power. When you're in the church, you have rights. When you're in church, you can lay hands on the sick, see them recover. Laying hands on the sick isn't just reserved for those that are on the platform or the elders of the church. It's for anyone. Stephen was a deacon. Go read about him. Amen? Ananias, okay, was just a, a member of the church. The only time you hear him of him is when Jesus said, go, and he was in the church, go and speak to Paul. 
After that, it's all over. You never hear him again. But I'm sure he's very active in the church. We have all, uh, we have equal rights. So, so there's no sense to squabble and privileges and advantages. But you've got to live up to those rights. You know, a lot of people want their rights, but they don't want to, they don't want to obey the rules. I want my right, but I want my right to do anything you want to. You can have rights, but not do everything you want to. I have a, I, I can I have the right to go through the stop sign. I might get killed, but I, that's my, that's my choice. I can do it if I want to do. You know, when you have rights, you, uh, there's also rules to obey. So there is a formulation and a foundation. There is a church, a group uh, that have been born and bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Called by his name, filled with his spirit. Then we have to come to the conclusion that we are to walk in obedience to him. Do I want a relationship? You know, you know. Husbands and wives, you know, and, and everybody is saying, well, you know, you know, I have my, you know, I, 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 I it's so dumb. I'm, I, you know, uh, you know, some people say, some woman says, I don't want them to open my, the door for me. I know I have rights. I can open the door myself. Honey, all we're doing, sweetie, is showing you respect. So the next time you don't want, I'll just slam the door in your face and let it hit you. <laughs> you want your rights? But what I'm doing as uh, anybody that's a gentleman is going to hold the door. You understand what I'm saying? I'm getting at. We have rights, and we have these rights in the church. And so there's a lot of people in the church that do the same thing. They want to, they want, they say, we've got rights, and they want to have their own way. If you're going to follow Jesus Christ, you're not going to have your own way. If you're going to be in the church, you're not going to have your own way. It's his way or the highway. Whoa. It's his way of trouble. Not that he'll get you trouble, but you'll get into trouble. Well, that's a good way to open up a message in the church, isn't it? In the sermon. That encourages people to come back again. Praise the Lord. But it says, these members of the household of God, the church, have equal rights, privileges, and advantages. Ephesians 2.14 says, For he himself is our peace who has made both one. Jew and Gentile. Man and woman. Husband and wife. Say amen. amen. 16. And that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross. These members of the household of God through the one spirit have equal access to God? Hear me. In the church, you have equal access to God. You can come to God anytime you want to because you are under the blood of Jesus Christ. You can use it. He's given you power of attorney to use his name. When you want to get at the devil, just say the number, name Jesus. And the Bible said he trembles. He trembles at you. All right? So this is what Paul is talking about in the book of Ephesians. He's talking about the rights and authority of the people that are in the church. You can, you can follow 
and so you have equal access to God, and each may receive as much of grace, that's divine favor, and as much glory as his soul can constantly, possibly contain. How much do you want today? How much of God do you want? Can have it all, all you want. And then it won't run dry. You know, we're a privileged people. Do you understand what God did when he came to earth? When he incarnated himself in the body, in a body, and went to the cross, that's the sole purpose. Jesus said that, that uh, uh, you prepared a body for me. Jesus came with the shadow of the cross on, his, on the manger. Jesus knew from the time he could uh, um, have recognition of who he was and he could think and all of that. And, and he knew why he had come. He came for this. And that's why, remember, when they met, we call it the Last Supper, and Jesus met uh, with the, the disciples. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, I, with great desire. That means I couldn't wait for this time for, for you guys to get here. And to change the order of the whole thing. Before, mankind could not really, unless you was a Jew, and even the Jews, could not have access to God. If you go over to the Old Testament, you'll find that when they came out of Israel, uh, came out of Egypt, they, they was at Mount Ararat, and, and the people were free, scared to death. The power and the fire and the glory was on the mountain, and God said, don't come any closer. You can't come any closer to me. Don't even let your cattle come. He said, if they do, they're going to die. Why? Because God's power. Do you understand the privilege you and I have today? They could not. That's why Israel was always sinning, sinning, sinning. They never had a relationship with God. They didn't know what it was. All they knew was goats, blood, and sheep. They moved Moses was their leader. They didn't have a relationship with God. And I'll imagine out of the almost three million people in Israel, they didn't understand all the rituals. I just got through reading Numbers and Deuteronomy and all that, and I'm, I said, my, and I'm sitting there thinking, my God, if I had to go through all of that. There was a lot to do, and you had to have it the precise way you had to lay the, the lamb and all of that on the altar at the right thing. You know why God did that? Not because he was mean, but because mankind had not been reconciled to him yet. And if they'd walked into his presence, they'd have died. Not because he would have killed them, but his power was so great. And we've got the blood of Jesus that covers us and, 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 and is almost like a shield of going into his presence. His blood has eradicated sin from us, taken sin from us, and now we can step right into the presence. There had been nothing that, could, that, was, that was provided for that could take away the sins of the people. At the Garden of Eden... The devil usurped his authority and stole the relationship that Adam and Eve had with God. And since then, if you'll go over into the fifth chapter of Genesis, you're going to find out that uh, the Bible says that Adam created and, and begat sons in his own image. Adam and Eve were created in the image of God. And then after the fall of Adam and Eve, what happened? Adam produced... 
children in His image, not the image of God. Everybody says, oh, we're all created in the image of God. No, we're not. Not until you get in the church of Jesus Christ. Not until the blood of Jesus Christ covers you. Are you in the image of God? Man was created with a sinful, Adamic nature, and we come forth into the world in the um, nature and likeness of Adam. Fallen, broken, And the shedding of all the lambs and all that in the Old Testament was God's mercy to keep them from getting killed. God knew his glory. God knew his power. God knew. And he says, don't come any closer. Amen? Because you'll be consumed. But Think of what the New Testament, Jesus said to the disciples, I couldn't wait for tonight. Repentance, remission of sins, and the filling of the Holy Ghost was brought about through the blood of Jesus Christ. Reconciliation and relationship with God was purchased at Calvary. That's why the Holy Ghost could be outpoured on the day of Pentecost. The church was formed on the day of Pentecost. Now, what was significant with Pentecost? At Pentecost, at the, the uh, uh, celebration of Pentecost, they all came together. The Jews came together to celebrate the authority of God's word or the law. They came to have a celebration over, the, over, the, over having and God giving them the law that they were a people that had the law. That had the, the, the word that God had spoken. And they were celebrating that. What a day. Celebrating the word of God. The Old Testament. And God poured out his spirit and said, I'm changing it all. And after the day of Pentecost, anybody could come. And Jew and Gentile could come into the church. Before this, the Jew had a... a uh, uh, corner, if I could say that, on the relationship with God. In fact, they were supposed to be the evangelists that was to bring the gospel to the world, and they failed. And then God raised up the church. And thank God, with all of our imperfections, the church is still moving on. Are we perfect? No, but we're under the blood. Do we fail? Yes, but we're under the blood. Do we do wrong things? Yes, but we're under the blood. We have an access to the Father through the blood of Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus Christ shed his blood that we could have access to him. And anytime we fail, the Bible said we have an advocate. We look to the cross. Old Testament saints look toward the cross. We look back at the cross. This is why we take communion, to remember the finished work. The work is finished. It's all done. There cannot be any more attitude. We've been added into the church, and we have every privilege that the Bible has spoken of, we have access to. Think about it, saints. And you want to give up and go out in the world? There's nothing out there. 
I was thinking the other day, I don't understand people who have come into the church, been filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in his name, uh, and, and covered by the blood of Jesus, wants to go out in that mess. What's the advantage? You're retrogressing. All this stuff that's going on, is that what we want to be a participant of? I'm not going to get into the stuff because it's, some of it's gory. And we think we're having a, time, a great time when we got a beer bottle in one hand and a cigarette in another hand. And, and, and if we're men, we got a, a woman on our shoulder or on our arm. And we think that's having a, one, having a wonderful time. Having a party. Waking up the next day with a, a hangover. Some of you puking your guts out. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Good. I'm, uh, that's good. <laughs> but, we have, but in the church, we have equal rights. We have equal rights and access, full access to the Father. Can you say amen? Everything is promised to, that's promised in the Old Testament. We've got every, we can in, in, engage into every covenant, the Adamic covenant, the Noahic covenant, the Abrahamic covenant. Go on, any covenant that was, was made to the, to the Israel, we have access to. Then we come into the New Testament, and my lands is just open, wide open. And we have access, God, to any time. Do you realize the people could not have access to God in the Old Testament any time they wanted it? That's why when the, they, they would stand up in that tents and they'd look towards Moses when he'd go into the tent of meeting. They longed for that relationship. They didn't know what it was. So they mistakenly went to idols because they could go into the temples of the idols and then they got caught up into licentiousness and sin. But the people wanted relationship. And when the time was right, the Bible says in the New Testament, and it was the proper time, Jesus was born of a woman, God incarnate. And God came. That same time, if you'll remember, when Jesus cried, it is finished. You know why he cried, it was finished? It is finished? He didn't talk about to finish the crucifixion. He's finished, the work is done. The finalization of the work was the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ in order to form the church. And he said, don't depart from Jerusalem because I'm not finished yet with you. I want to fill you with my power and I want to bring you into the church. I want to create a whole new testament, a whole new body and a whole new order. The church is the whole new order of Christianity. Wow, what a privilege. And then God says, well, I, I, want, you, I want you to pray. I want you to get, get a prayer life. And we groan and moan and say, oh, oh, it's so hard. You know. Oh, we do so much work. And now, now pastor's calling a fast. And Oh, come on. Don't be such a sissies. <laughs> One meal, two meals, three meals. 
And you know what's the hurting the most when we fast? is our flesh. We want to grab something and nibble on it. What fasting is disciplining? doesn't necessarily save you or have anything to do with your salvation, but it disciplines me. I fast not to get closer to God. I fast because I want to discipline myself. And in disciplining myself, God honors that discipline and draws me close to Him. There's really nothing spiritual about fasting. Boy, I got some amens on that one. <laughs> but what it does do is disciplines you. And you are telling God, I'm disciplining myself because I want to get close to you. And then God honors that and draws close to you. And then you're built up in the most holy faith. You are in the church. Do, do you understand the significance of it? I, I can't explain it the way I, I feel it. But you're in, just that you are in the church and you can have anything from God you desire if you ask him with understanding and consecration. Because he wants you to consecrate yourself. With himself, with, to him. And be, why? Because in consecrating, you, in getting, you get close to God, and then God can reveal himself to you. He just don't want to throw what he's got away. It's priceless. But he looks at you, and he says, I want to share what I got with you. Do you realize the God of the universe says, I want to share what I've got with you. Excuse me. If the song, I love that song that we sing. If the, if the, 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 the galaxies say, oh, I'm going to praise you, oh, they're going to praise you, well, I'm going to praise you too. I'm not going to let the galaxies outdo me. Right. I don't know what all the rest of them, what some of the other stanzas. Yeah, if the winds obey, I'm not going to let the wind outblow me. <laughs> Ain't going to be any good blow. I'm going to blow like the wind, and I'm going to praise God. Amen? All right. Well, I'm having um, mm, glory. It gets better. Each may receive as much divine grace and, and uh, 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 favor and as much glory, listen to this, as much glory as his soul can possibly contain. How close do you want to get to God? You can get as close to him as you want. It has to do with desire. <coughs> You don't have to pray. You get to pray. You don't have to read the word. You get to read his word. You don't have to be in church. You get to be in church where you can have fellowship and receive and the wonderful blessings that we receive today. Partake of communion that was anointed of the Lord. Wow. It was a powerful service today. Oh, we didn't see people running all around the church. We didn't see signs and wonders and miracles all the time. No. 
But we have seen healings because we have drawn close to God. We've seen cancers healed. That's the privilege that we have in church. We can claim our rights of healing. We can claim our rights of sanctification. That means being set apart for God and God alone. We can claim our, our, our rights of, of, uh, of walking with him. We can claim our rights of having everything that the Bible said be ours. It's our right. And God will give it to us. But God doesn't want to slap happy army. He wants an army that's well trained. Now what would you think of it if you saw the army of the United States or one of the branches of the United States and they were supposed to be in the parade down here and they come into the parade and they come in, the you know, one of their belts was hanging down and one of their guns was hanging, you know, and one had gun one way and one had gun the other way. There's something about an army that's, number one, well-equipped and well-disciplined and you see them marching down the thing and it just does something to you. Doesn't it? Does me all in formation, looking straight ahead. I stood at the tomb of the unknown soldier uh, a while ago. And as I was standing there, and I, I watched him. And he stands there and he walks, just, just walks. And then he turns. I can't do it like he does. And he walks back. He won't look at me. He won't do anything. If it's raining, snowing, he's still marching when it's, he's on duty. Now that's discipline. I'm telling you. And you respect. I stood there in fascination to watch him. My Lord, that guy is disciplined. Doesn't even look, he doesn't look at anybody. I gotta tell you this. There was a, a God that God did, I think it was the Windsor, Windsor, Windsor Chapel or Windsor in England. What's it called it? Windsor. That's a palace, Windsor Palace, I guess it was. And where the Queen goes and everything else. And and he's no, it's, it's this one is Windsor. Uh, who's telling the story? <laughs> What'd you say? Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. God. <laughs> you agreed with me. Thank goodness. And he was standing there, and this one, one girl from our group went up to him, and she goes, oh, she said, he's so cute. She said, he's so, she said, do you see him? Oh, he's so cute. He couldn't resist it. He was standing there, and he goes, he winks at her. She goes, oh, he winked at me. He went, did you see that? He winked at me. He never cracked a smile. He never budged. He never moved. Just, he just winked at her like that. <laughs> well, I thought that was something else. Amen. I'm way off my room. Probably I should stop now. Praise the Lord. Amen. In fact, According to Ephesians 2.6, I'll, I'll do this and then we'll, we'll quit and let you go home. It's a holiday. Not only are Jews and Gentiles united as one body, but Jesus has raised us up together. This is what Ephesians 2.6 says. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We sit in rulership with him. And when we speak, he backs us up. That's the church. Amen. Through the infilling of his spirit, 
We have been placed into a position of partnership with Jesus Christ. Whatever Jesus did on earth, we can do. That's why he came, to show us how to do it. We can follow the pattern of Jesus and we can be like this. Now, we can't be God and we're not, I'm not advocating little gods. But he has given us his authority and we can be like him in that authority. He's empowered. Why? Because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need speaking in tongues. What happens, and you've heard me say this before, but I'm going to say it again. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you know, man is made up of spirit, soul, and body. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit infuses himself into your spirit and empowers you. Before Adam and Eve fell, God and, 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 and Adam was one. They, his, his, his spirit, his soul, okay, was infused. He, remember, he breathed into the nostrils of Adam. That wasn't natural life. That was his spiritual entity, his spiritual being. And the Bible said Adam became a living soul. Before that, I believe that he was, he was alive, but he wasn't, he wasn't spiritually alive. He wasn't spiritually aware. And God came along while he was laying there and breathed into him. The last piece of work that God did on Adam was when he breathed himself into Adam. And Adam walked. He knew. He said, okay, Adam, name the animals. And whatever animal, God trusted Adam. He did the same thing with Eve. Adam and Eve were partners. And he says, now I want you to go and replenish the earth, and I want you to take authority and command over it. I want to rule the earth through you. Wow. And I'm giving you a will. I'm not going to make you a puppet. I'm giving you a will that you will want to follow me, and I'm not going to pressure you. Now push you. Do you realize that God will not do anything with you if you won't let him? He won't force you to be saved. He will not force you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. He will not force you to pray. He will not force you to read. He will not force you to witness. Why? Because we have a will. But when we are willing to go, he opens up all of heaven. What did he tell the disciples to pray? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done, what? In earth as it is, what? In heaven. Who do you think is going to do his will on earth? His church. And that's us. Wow. That's who you are. When you're out there on that boat, Fishing away. Mike, you're not alone. And you may be alone physically, but you have got everything behind you and you are still much a part of this church or the church of Jesus Christ out there as you are here when you're with the crowd. You still have the same authority because it's more fun when we have more people together. 
And then we rub off on one another. And encourage fellowship. Amen. Yeah, Mikey, he practices all the time. He helps the way to his All right, he's drunk. Keep him up at it. Let him exercise in his power. Amen. Yeah, right. That's a good thing to teach him. Because one of these days, he's going to use that when he needs it, and it will help him. He will do it. Amen. Okay, through the infilling of the Spirit, we have been placed in a position of partnership with Jesus Christ. We enter into the heavenly, heavenly realm, that position of authority. Because of this union, the church shares God's, listen to this, God's glory and blessings and experience his resurrection power. Saints, we are living under, uh, an, under, uh, an underprivileged standing when we don't reach out and, and access ourselves to this. The devil, you haven't got, you don't mess with the devil and don't play with the devil. But you don't got to be afraid of him either. I love, and I never can remember it, I love what Caleb says. He is what? Required to do what you say. I love that. I believe Caleb got that from the Lord. He is required to do what you say. I heard him praying that. He was standing down here, and he was praying, and he was talking to the devil. He said, devil, you are required to do such and such and such. And I stopped. I was standing there, and I started to look at, wow, that's powerful. The devil is no match for you. Now, don't play around with him. You can just tell the devil, uh, I think it was Smith Wigglesworth. I think it was Smith Wigglesworth that... Um, the devil kept coming to his room, and he kept rebuking him. And finally, he just, he just didn't bother anymore. He just, you know, he just went to sleep and let the devil come. He was in the presence of God. And so he got awakened one time, again, and he goes, what in the world? And he looks over, and there was the devil. And he goes, oh, it's just you, he says. And he rolled over and back to sleep. That's the way we've got to treat the devil. Oh, you back here again? For goodness sakes, why don't you go peddle your papers? Because you're not interested in me. I don't want the news on your paper. The devil was after me all day. Don't have to be. I had to fight the devil all day. Stand your ground. He's required to do what he say. I'll probably have less people here tomorrow. Next Sunday. Amen. All right. After this one here, this second Peter, I'm, I'm quitting. How many times has that been? Two? Oh, I got one more to go. Second Peter 1, 3, and 4. You get anything out of this? Now listen to this. As his divine power. What is his divine power? The Holy Spirit. But ye shall receive power after that. Acts 1, 8. You know what that power is? That is authoritative, miraculous power. That's what that means. Some say dunamis, some say dunamis. Has given to us all things. Now this is scripture that pertain to life, his life. 
and godliness. Godlikeness. Now, you, I'm not talking about you being coming gods. I'm talking about having the characteristics and the, the, uh, of God in your life to man be manifested. The church is to be the dispenser of life through the knowledge of him who called us to glory and virtue. Now, that virtue there is arete. And many scholars feel that in the biblical times, arete was commonly used to refer to manifestations of God's power. So what does it say here? Through the knowledge of him who called us to glory and the manifestations of his miracle power. You can lay hands on the sick and they have to recover. Program yourself into that. Smith Wigglesworth. And he wasn't a highly educated man either. He couldn't read or write. He learned to read by reading the Bible and then his wife helped him read the newspaper. That's the only thing. But he had power with God. There was one time he went to a, a place, they called him and the guy died. And he, went, he goes in, prays for him, he didn't get up. He says, and he said, you're going to live. So then he took him and he took him out and put him against the wall in the name of Jesus, and he prayed to live, and he goes, boom, flumps to the ground. Smith Wiggle grabbed the hole of him again, went up, slammed that body against the wall, and says, in the name of, name of Jesus, I said, live. He let his hands go. Now, about the second time that did, I would have walked out. But he knew his God. He spent time with him. And he said, I'm not going to take no for an answer. So he grabbed the hold of him again. And he said, I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, live. And the guy goes like this, stands up. Sometimes we give up too, too fast. That happened one time, one time with, with, with uh, me and Phil Stearns. We went into a, a hospital, and this, this girl was this elderly lady. This elderly lady was on her deathbed, and she was in the ICU. And they let us go in, and we prayed for them. They had the, all, all these uh, things all over her here and everywhere else. And I looked at Phil, and I said, she can't die. She's not ready to go. If she dies now, she's going, she's, you know where she's going. And Phil was standing, he was just young, he was looking at him, he was going, young. I said, we can't, we can't let her, I said, we can't let her die. So I says, come on, let's lay hands on her. The faith rose up with me, and I spoke to death, and I'm not bragging. I spoke to death, and I says, Satan, you cannot have her. Phil was back to praying in tongues. And we said in that few more words, and we left. God totally healed her, brought her out. She came to church. She got saved, baptized, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And then probably a year or two later, she passed on. God can do it. And God can do it with you.
Then this is the last, this is the last verse. And, and I said Second Peter, so this is the last verse. Now he goes on to say, by which, that means his divine power, have been given exceedingly great and precious. Now this is the church. You. I want you to go out here with faith today and determination that you're going to do the works of God. And if you feel any kind of an inkling to pray for someone, to speak to one, do it in the name of Jesus. Ask God to give you wisdom. They might not receive you, but the word has been sown. And the word is quick and powerful. And it will accomplish thereunto its sent. That through these, these you may be partakers of the divine nature... His attributes, having a deep union with Christ of the blessings and benefits of that relationship, sitting together in heavenly places, in realms of glory. In your private times, you're still the church. When you're riding down in the car, you're still the church. When you're teaching or when you're working your job, you're still the church. God can speak to you while you are all alone, while you're on your job. You are carriers of the presence of God. You can go in and change an atmosphere without saying a word. If you've spent time in the presence of God, you are going to carry that presence. Jesus carried the presence. Of the Almighty. And his presence is contagious. More contagious than what we've been facing. And going through. Amen. That's it. Go out and realize who you are. When the devil comes and tells you you're nothing... Just look at him and said, you are required. Get, you're required to go and leave me alone. You're required, mister. You have no authority over me. He doesn't. When the devil is testing you and tempting you and pushing you around, stand up and say, I've had enough. You heard me about the woman that Finally had enough, the devil would come and just torment her, and finally she took the broom to him. Literally. She said, I went through every room in that house. She says, and I went and opened the front door. She says, and I swept and swept. She says, and she says, and I was angry. She says, and I felt the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and I was angry. And she said, I just swept him, and she says, I'm, I'm sick and tired of you coming. She says, and you are not welcome here. And she goes, and she says like this, and she says, I give him one brush out the door. She said, and I slammed the door. She says, now stay out. And he never come back. I think he kind of felt he wasn't welcome. Don't let him torment you. Don't reason with them. When the thoughts come, rebuke them. And just say it. You're required. Let that be the mantra of this church to the devil. You're required to do what I say. Amen.